welcome to a very dark, dismal, and smoky episode of the Rocks and Roots podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles. I... <laughs> and, and, and looking at me through the screen this time is... Cranky, and Dante's first level of hell has opened <laughs> up here in the Northeast. Uh, for those of you in our global audience and from around the country... Uh, I'm sure you've seen it on the news, but the Northeast, the New York area, has the worst air quality in the entire planet. Worse than Pakistan, worse than, than India, India, worse than China. We win. We I'm win. so tired of winning. <laughs> We're number one. <laughs> it's bad, folks. I mean, visibility is about a mile and a half I, you know, from... My place of em- employment, I can see Manhattan, and I couldn't see it today. Yeah, you sent some pictures. I'll put those up on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> my place of employment is stupid. <laughs> they did not announce like cancellations of any activities, even though the hallways are filled with smoke. So... It's it's not good, and this is all from the wildfires. In we're getting most of our smoke from Quebec, Quebec yeah. but a lot of Canada is on fire right now. This is the worst <clears throat> fire season they have ever had. It's also the earliest <clears throat> that they've ever had it. Combination of no humidity. Um. We had no snow. They had limited snow this season, um, which leads to dry ground. And then you get lightning strikes and they have over 420 fires. Over 226 of them are literally out of control. Mm. And, you know, not only that, it just compounds it when even just around where we live, there are many wildfires springing up. So in the Pine Barrens in South Jersey, there's been about a thousand acres of the Pine Barrens up in flames. Up in the Adirondacks, there has been lightning strikes up there which have caused multiple wildfires. So it's all just swirling around and uh, the wind hasn't changed yet. So we're fucked for another couple days. Yep. Um, the town next to my town's place of employment had a brush fire and that's a fairly suburban area like just outside of a city so it's not just the wilderness the ground is so dry that um you know anywhere with brush is there's a high fire risk yeah absolutely um i hate closing windows this time of year it bothers me to have a closed door right now and closed windows but you have to otherwise you're not going to be able to breathe yeah. um and the the weather the last four weeks has been so gorgeous mm-hmm. and if we had had rain during that time this would not be as bad no <laughs> so but um and 95 masks work they're uncomfortable um, I was just driving around in one. I know you said you had one on. Miss. I actually used Mrs. Cranky's N95 mask to go driving around. So, but, kids, they work. Just not with yes. COVID. Correct. <clears throat> they were designed for particulate matter. 
mm. uh, on construction sites yep. like smoke. That's exactly what they were designed for. So they work in this instance. Um, they were more effective during COVID than the cloth ones or the surgical ones. But still, they were not designed for viruses. No. But here... This is the first time that Rocks and Roots is saying, wear your mask for safety. We endorse N95 for wildfire smoke. Uh, yes. Yeah, there's there's pretty bad particulates actually in this smoke, um, not only from uh, the wood burning, um, some toxic chemicals in that, but just what is being burned in its path that is man-made and plastics <clears throat> in the air and all that shit. Just be careful if you live on the East Coast during this time. There's some provinces, <laughs> there's some small towns in the provinces of Canada. They just told them we don't have the resources to save your town. You have to evacuate. You will not have a town when you come home. I know. It's um, it's northern. It's mostly northern Quebec. And yep. that's pretty sparse to begin with. But I know that the largest northern town in Quebec has been fully evacuated. Yes, mm-hmm. so but sad. it's okay. We sent a whole 300 firefighters. Oh, that's we, good of us. Right. We can send trillions to Ukraine, but our neighbors to the north... Get fucked. Yeah, you get 300 firefighters. So anyway, so that's... Be careful with what you're doing. I wouldn't do campfires for mm-hmm. a while. No, no, no. Um, you're I wouldn't not run anyway. outside. I wouldn't but, hike... I mean, in this yep. in this weather, don't don't go. You want to take a short walk? Take a short walk, but uh, don't do any like peak bagging because you're breathing yep. in all that shit. Yep. <clears throat> so that's unfortunately what we got to deal with. But stay inside, wear your mask. Uh, there's a pretty decent air purifier on Amazon you can get for fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. The cranky household may be investing in that because this is probably going to be throughout the summer because the fire season technically hasn't even started yet. No, it hasn't. I love my so, air purifier. Yeah. Um. Anything else on that? Just stay inside. Wear your stupid mask. If you're going to go hiking, never... go down south. Yep. So if we get to that, we'll talk about my possible adventure, which will obviously be down south now. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason that we wanted to record this episode was we have a special guest. I am so thrilled. And this special guest actually encouraged me to go outside and breathe in the smoke. <laughs> Would you like to hear from our special guest. Oh, oh. Are Chomping we at the bit. Are... We, are, we are ready. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. <laughs> this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Patty, here we go. 
Of course! This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LG HGTV community. LG HGB. Damn, the, the letters keep getting longer. I mean, I, I feel proud to be a member of nature. Well, I was going to say it looks like um, Pride Month is canceled due to air quality. <laughs> <laughs> and North Face's push is uh, canceled because nobody should be outside right now. All right. So this is obviously that commercial has been making the rounds. And it's on... real. It's not satire. Yes, that the first time you sent that to the lovely Mrs. Cranky and I, you like put in big letters in our group text. This is real. This is not a satire. <laughs> um, so this is the second year that the North Face is doing this with this person. And just some initial thoughts for all of the talk of we want women to be more involved in hiking. Hiking is just white males. We need to get women in. Um, they certainly are not acting like it because this is literally a man pretending to be a woman. So I guess real women need not apply to nature activities. Uh, no, no, our gender is uh, slowly but surely being canceled. So I, you're out. I, I can't hike with you anymore. Well, I gotta find well, you a... often forget that I am female. So I mean, that I'm doing true. something right. I gotta find a Patagonia now to go hiking. <laughs> Maybe if I draw a mustache on my face and wear um, colorful, colorful outfits. And the boots. The boots were, were so charming as well. For um, sure. So yeah, you're exactly right. This is a caricature of a woman. This is exactly like Dylan Mulvaney with... Bud Light. This is a man literally making fun of women, and it is being celebrated. Mm -hmm. Not only Bud Light, but Dylan Mulvaney was actually—I forget the company—but was doing a commercial. Nike. No, not not even along with Nike, but doing. A oh, there's another one. Oh, oh Mulvaney has been making the rounds, and then just came out as straight. Um, but. Uh, was saying was doing a commercial for women's underwear. So literally wearing a bra. All right. Uh-huh. You would think you would want actual Female? humans with those components to advertise those products, but boobs. I guess not. Boobs, Crank. They're boobs. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, just within the the North Face commercial, the double entendre is hyper, hypersexualized. So this is, a, as we're all aware, the North Face is not just worn by hikers or people doing outdoor sports. This is one of those brands where kids have North Face backpacks. You see it in all of the box stores. So it's not like this is a niche. It's not like Hyperlite is doing this. Right. And like, okay, they're targeting, you know, they're advertising to a very specific community, a very small amount of people. 
No, this is pushing. This is a big company that has a lot of different types of audiences. Yes. So they're, they're trying to push this onto, um, there it's being normalized and pushed onto a wide, wide, um, segment of the population. Right. Like the general population and in particular children, like how many kids have North face backpacks, jackets, um, jackets. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, North Face gear generally is mostly, in reality, worn by men or women who are into outdoor sports. So they're not even advertising to who actually buys their products. They are pushing an agenda, which we will get into why they're doing this and why they're not advertising to their customer base um, in a little bit. But But not only that, I mean, a lot of these companies are also teams. So you have North Face team, you have Solomon team, you have Red Bull team. Um, and you have these athletes, particularly women athletes, seeing this, just like the young lady that we listened to a few weeks ago, the swimmer. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Cranky, Brittany Garner, right? No, that's the basketball Riley player. Gaines, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you have that, and I'm curious what these women have to say who are on these specific teams and being sponsored by, I mean, that's why they stay, because they're being sponsored by these companies, but still. Yeah. Um, So as a result, just like Target and Bud Light... The it's not North Face stock. There is an they're under an umbrella company, and I think the umbrella country company is either VE or VF. But their stock was down three percent as of May twenty fifth, uh, trading at it was at twenty five dollars per share earlier in May, and that's actually way way down um, on the year. In February, they took a big hit. So their stock has not been doing well anyway, and this drove it down to $17.52 a share, and it's slowly climbing back up. It was um, back up to eighteen twenty-five as of Monday. I mean, it's not as uh, bad as what Bud Light dealt with, but... And is still dealing with their down 30%. Oh. They may start losing shelf space. Oh, boy. Um, so overall, they were down 20% as of February, and then this is down on top of that. So your dollars matter. If you don't agree with this messaging, don't spend your money. It It's having an impact on these companies. Absolutely. Um, um I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. This, I mean, this all really stems from... The DEI, the uh, the yeah. DIE, which I like to call the die, kills things. <laughs> the diversity, equity, and inclusion scale. Is that what it is? A scale? It's a, a figure. What is it? So it's both. So you have an ESG score. That, that's what I was looking for, the ESG score. Right. But diversity, equity, and inclusion is... 
underneath the ESG agenda. Right. So the reason that these companies are doing this, the reason that they're normalizing this type of behavior and they're pushing it on an audience that's not even their market base, and the reason they're willing to piss off a wide selection of the consumer base is because of, like Tumble said, this ESG thing. So ESG stands for equity, um, society or social, and governance. So companies, investment capital companies like BlackRock that control 60% of the world's finances loan out money to these companies. Um, That allows these companies to develop new products and new lines and invest in these things while still maintaining their payroll and just doing their day-to-day things. It's it's a line of credit. If you're going to have a company like Bud Light, like the North Face, you need a line of credit. BlackRock does that for them. But they're no longer loaning money based on How the much economics of the company. Right. <clears throat> That's only a small part of it now. You have to have a high ESG score. So environment. So how does your company treat the environment? How is your company interacting with the environment? Did your company buy enough carbon credits this year? Uh, Social. That's what you're seeing here. Social is, is your company on board with the diversity, equity, inclusion agenda? So that is exactly what you're seeing with the lovely Miss Patagonia and North Face. They get a lot of points for doing Pride Month stuff. Right. Um, and then governance is within your company. How many women do you have on your board? How many minorities? What percentage of your company is made up of minorities? And if your score is not high enough... Even if your company is doing well financially, you will be denied a line of credit. Right. And this is not to say that all companies have to adhere to this. You have smaller, what we call cottage companies in the hiking running world um, that are small enough that they do not have to bow down to the likes of BlackRock and Vanguard. Um, Yingling is an example, Yingling Beer out of Pennsylvania. They are one of those companies. Um, I was actually looking on the interwebs uh, for some of the companies that we as outdoors people, hikers, runners use. Lucky, for example, your poles. They are small enough that they do not have to post anything on their website. Um. So they're not doing the Pride Month thing? They're not doing the Pride Month thing. Solomon, okay. Solomon, the running shoe, the running vest, um, they don't have anything either. However, you have to, because you know, and I know, we know that it's it's a pretty big company. It's a worldwide company, Solomon. So what you also have to check is who do they give money to? Who are the charities yes. that they give to? And there we go. We are include. We are an inclusive company. We give to X Y Z inclusion charity, and and that's how they do the workaround for not doing the Pride Month thing. 
Oscar. So they can, huh. yeah, they can maintain an, uh, an ESG score without shoving it in their customer's face. Correct. Your your lovely Osprey company is doing the pride oh, thing. Boy. Sorry. Am yeah. I going to have to paint my backpack rainbows now? Uh, they do have a rainbow backpack if you would like to get one. Oh, my God. Let me look up this rainbow yeah. backpack. Look Keep on um, Osprey.com. It's um, on the main page. If you, like, swipe left, there's a few banners there. Our daylight shows its pride to celebrate our partners at the Venture Out Project, another partner that these people donate to. Osprey is donating five donating five dollars for every daylight trademarked Pride Pack sold, up to twenty thousand dollars to help fund their invaluable programming. We're grateful for the impact they have on our industry, providing a safe, fun, and inclusive space for LGBTQ plus people to get involved in and experience the outdoors. I didn't realize that the outdoors that nature was fucking bigoted. Yep, um, and I am on Osprey. The other, the other trend that they have, and this doesn't bother me as much, but it is part of this. So if you go to Osprey dot oh there whoa there it is the site fully loaded. <laughs> you there found you it, go, Mr. Cranky. Yeah, I, I was also you know thinking like there's a way to do this for these companies without being obnoxious kind of a like you're going back to the patagonia thing and going back to kind of della mulvaney um you tell you're telling me that nike couldn't find a real trans athlete on both sides you know let's say a male a female that became a male and a male that you you tell them you can't find one single trans real tra- real athlete to model some of your items you do, oh. you can't find one small creator that would get such a boost or you know going back to patagonia you, you, how about a small youtube hiker who is part of that community who would be thrilled who actually goes out and hikes to say hey i use this stuff i you know this this is but there's a way to do it without being so offensive and like a mockery, not only of women, but of the hiking community, of the outdoors community. Um, it, it, going back to that kind of dilemma of any Bud Light thing, part of her ad was sports. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Like, duh. Him. What, Excuse me. What they think yes, of women. <laughs> what, a, what a what a woman is, and women don't know sports. It's the Malibu Stacy Simpsons reference, if you know what I'm talking about. It's she pushes the doll, she finally talks, and she goes, "Don't ask me, I'm just a girl." Yeah, yeah, they're that's completely making a mockery sports. of us. And the thing is, that, Leah Thomas couldn't, you know, was busy that day, so that's why Leah maybe. Thomas couldn't. <laughs> kidding, well, I'm kidding. Leah Thomas is a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Leah Thomas sh- should be banned from every fucking sport. Well, I, I I don't disagree, oh, I but if you're at Nike and you you you, you want to raise your ESG score, and this is the only way you you know to do it, or the way that you think is the best way to do it, would you hire Dylan Mulvaney, who's not an athlete, who is ten pounds soaking wet, or would you hire an actual athlete to model your clothing? Like right. it doesn't. 
make a whole lot of sense to me why you wouldn't find and they're they're out there and they might actually really appreciate hey nike called me they want me to model their stuff or hey you know north face called and they saw some of my stuff on social media and they want to work with me that's so cool and i'm a real person well rather than a drag queen my which they question, know is just going to offend people my question is what happened to the gays Right. What yeah. what what well, happened to the gay men and the the gay women? You know, I think they're out there. I think you just have to find them. And I no no and no. I, I, that... I get that, and that's yes, fine. But why is it all trans? Yeah, this is it's a like Pride Month is supposed to be LGBT, and the L's and the G's and the B's are are gone. They're gone. Like, it's as Dave Chappelle says, it's the T's. The problem is the T's <laughs> to quote the great Dave Chappelle. And it's not even all the T's. No. I've seen yeah, Caitlyn Jenner is not doing this. No. Smaller, like on TikTok, and I've kind of just I've listened. I've just was listening, and there are there were so many people who are legitimately trans who I, if I was washing my hands next to them in the bathroom, would have no idea. Because they they did transition, they fully transitioned, and they consider themselves women, but acknowledge that they were not born women and they're not biological women, and they just want to be women. Like they're not in your face going, "You have to accept me no matter what." Actually, one I don't remember her name now, um, but she's like, "No, yeah, I don't. If you misgender me, that's on you. That's not on me. I don't really care." I'd like to think that I've transitioned enough to become like recognizable as a woman, but like it doesn't bother me. I, I don't. It, me doing this doesn't mean you have to accept me. And that's where. So I. That's a good segue because I wanted to get into why we're not happy here, and it's not because we're horrible bigots and we want to shove everyone back in the closet and <laughs> go back to, you know, um, Pavarotti like having to pretend to be with women. Not at all. Mm-mm. I don't Dave Smith had a really good Who's Dave take Smith? on this. Dave Smith is a podcaster and comedian. There we go. Um we don't even want to be having this conversation. This, this no. conversation is stupid. But when you shove it in our face, it's impossible to ignore. And I don't care what anyone does on their own time, in their own house, with your own relationship, whatever. That's fine. Where you cross the line is forcing, attempting to force me to not only accept you, but praise you and feed into a literal delusion. I'm sorry, trans women are not women. Like, that's where we have issues when you invade my rights to live in reality. That's the issue here. And then pushing it onto children, which Target was definitely doing. The North Face is a brand used by kids. Like, that's, that's the problem here. Yeah, I have two friends who are trans. Um, and way before this shit really took off, like 
maybe starting around 2016, I, I would give it that figure. We really, really started, and then it just got worse and worse and worse every year, and Pride Month became Trans Month. Um, but it was just accepted, and this person never threw it in our faces. This person didn't even want to bring attention to the fact that she was a boy at one time. I, the whole idea was to go into society and seamlessly seamlessly move around yes as a as the gender that you wanted to be not say oh i'm trans yeah that's another thing yes. actually now that i'm saying this when did it start that saying that i'm trans became a thing when did that become a thing i thought it was I'm a woman now. Or I'm a trans woman or I'm a trans man. Right. Um, you, you can splice that and you can use that as blackmail on me for the rest of my life if you would like. What's that? I'm, I'm a trans man. Oh. <laughs> That's going to be my Isolate ringtone that. for you. <laughs> so it became a thing when... This is going to be a really awkward sentence, but it became a thing when it became the thing, when you got praise for it, when you got praise, for it. when people were expected to treat you with reverence and deference and say that you're brave and because you're doing this, mm-hmm. when you are elevated in society because of it, that's when it became a thing. That's so this whole solidarity, I stand with you. And it started with the race thing. And then well, it just that's, bled. That's what I want to touch on. So, like, why does Vanguard, why does BlackRock care? Why do they have this ESG score that they're holding over these companies' heads? And I believe that it's part of the postmodernist movement. Postmodernist, came, it came out of... Um, France, it really started in the 20s, but really the latest iteration came out of France in the 70s. Mm. And it's a supplement of communism. Like postmodernists believe their whole thing is there's no reality. Reality is whatever you want it to believe. So like a piece of literature, you can interpret it infinite different ways as we have done many times on trail and driving to and from trail so because of that postmodernist said because you can interpret it in infinite number of ways there is no reality to it um there is no right way to interpret it which is not true at all because there are ways to interpret literature that are meaningful and beneficial to you and then there are ways to interpret literature that are not like if you read the bible and your interpretation of the bible is i need to strap on a suicide vest and go be a terrorist that's not a useful interpretation of that piece of literature so and um, and the thing is a lot of these companies these big global companies that you or i may have never heard of like BlackRock and Vanguard to me, it's just become like a bigger picture thing in the last few months for at least me. 
they're all part of the World Economic Forum. Yes. And they're all part of this. People may say it's a conspiracy. It's kind of not at this point. This new world order. It's not a conspiracy. It's pretty in your face. It's in your face. And it's like a secret. It was a secretly emerging like totalitarian world government. It's here, friends. It has yes. happened. This secretive power elite that most of them are with the the um the World Economic Forum with a globalist agenda. This is where we're at. And what happened was the um way that this ties into the postmodernist is they realized that communism wasn't working. Communism as a thing in the West was dead as of the nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. Um because the West, we like having cars, we like having refrigerators, and the West built a lifestyle where in America on Sundays you sit in your house and you got your truck outside and you have your NFL, and no one who has that, that lifestyle is interested in revolution. In England, again, not as wealthy as us, but you have your soccer matches and you go to soccer and you go down to the pub and then you get in a fist fight about it. No one who has that lifestyle is interested in starting a revolution to overturn society. No, we have 300 channels Mm -hmm. on our TVs. We have our Xbox. We have our, our entertainment. Yep. So communism with an economic basis to, you have to overthrow the bourgeoisie. People just ignore that. But if you start introducing all this societal stuff like the LGBT and this is what you were saying about race, then you can introduce disruptive forces and topple society through the culture and Mm -hmm. that and rebuild it so that you are in control. And that is the goal here. And that sounds conspiratorial, but it's pretty fucking obvious that that's what's happening. I mean, it's been happening slowly over the course of a century. You can thank people like Woodrow Wilson, and you can yes. thank people like Winston Churchill. I like Churchill, but they coined this New World Order shit and bringing this global balance of power during uh, the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, and into World War II. And there you go. And post-World War II. Oh, for sure. So now these people are in charge of the money. And they control behavior through the money. Um, And you don't have to take our word for it. You can... (laughs) Just look it up. (laughs) Well, I have a link in here. If you go to our document, I have a link from the director of BlackRock explaining this exactly, if you would like to play that. You don't even have to research. We did this shit for you. Where am I looking? (laughs) Hold on. Is it uh, the Twitter? Yep. Okay. Stand by. Larry. Larry Fink. So he's um, the director. What position does he hold with BlackRock? He's a CEO. Okay. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Well, behaviors are going to... <laughs> yep, there well, it is. There, there you go. <laughs> like, we are forcing behaviors. So they set up this ESG score, 
to force these companies to push this agenda to change behaviors as a mechanism of destabilization and then they get to rebuild it out of the ashes so um north face has taken an interesting approach but light has just stuck their head in the sand and, and they've ignored it um they brought they brought back the uh the clydesdales and then their most recent thing was um Barry Bonds and his father, they did a Father's Day commercial where they're drinking Bud Light talking about the baseball. Oh, gosh. It's just cringy now. Yeah, that's their approach. They're like, we're not going to comment on Dylan Mulvaney, but we're going to throw America. We're going to vomit America in your face. (laughs) God. Um, And then the North Face has taken the opposite approach. The brand has always believed the outdoors should be welcoming, equitable, and a safe place for all. We are honored and grateful to the support of partners like Patagonia, who should make who help make this vision a reality. Uh, VF Corporation spokesperson said. So VF is the umbrella. That is, that's the stock. If you look up North Face stock, VF comes up. So not even, I wonder how Patagonia stock is doing. Um, so Patagonia is an outdoor brand. Patagonia is the drag queen who's the spokesperson for North Face. I get that, but, you know. The oh, name... I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. We could check it out in a minute. Okay. The Summer of Pride series, now in its second year, has helped foster a more accessible and welcoming environment for individuals from all but not you. Because um, they get men to dress up as a parody of you and go out on the trail. Of all backgrounds, <clears throat> to gather and experience the joy of the outdoors. So their approach is we are doubling down. If you don't like it, you're a bigot. Yeah. First you killed grandma, now you're a bigot. No, yes. first you killed grandma, then you were a racist, and now you're a bigot. Yup. Okay. You are transphobic. Put it on the CV. <laughs> so let me look. Patagonia stock. <laughs> Zero point zero one one one. Is what it closed at today. Oh. 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 That, hold on. Wait. That, that might be, that says Patagonia gold. (laughs) That might not be it. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That didn't sound right. I mean, even if people were up in arms, that still doesn't sound right. All right, let's try this again. All right. By the way, friends, never give out your private phone number to work colleagues. Never do that. I'm learning that lesson this week as well, Tumbles. So Patagonia Apparel must have some parent corporation that I don't know about that we're not going to research live. Because I just keep getting that gold company. Interesting. So we may revisit that. We may not. Who knows? So that is what is going on. Um, These massive finance corporations are influencing society and changing behaviors through access to the money supply. Great. 
Mm-hmm. So I will never buy North Face again. I only have one North Face product in this house. Um, and I bought that five years ago at this point. So I really don't use them anyway, but now I will definitely not. I mean... And then I'm going to have to rethink what I do with Osprey. I know. But, you know, on the other hand, and I've said this to you, you, you almost feel for the company a little yes. bit. Because yes. they are they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, like uh, Anheuser-Busch is completely screwed because they have no customers, but they can't they can't come out and completely ignore this ESG because then they have no line of credit. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It's kind of like the mafia. Yeah. Yeah. The trans mafia. Oh. Um, that works. <laughs> so, <laughs> and do you have anything else on this? Well, you know, I looked at Merrill. Merrill is okay. definitely in it. Um, REI. I mean, <laughs> Oh, we, yes. REI, like, pukes that every single day. doesn't even matter if it's June or not. Um, Gossamer gear, they are big enough because I've seen, like, we're inclusive. So there's your buzzword. Um, Yep. But that's all the ones that I looked up, just as a curiosity. All right. Um, So other things that are happening... Planes are falling out of the sky along the Appalachian Trail. They just pick a target, go down? Yes. So did you hear about this? Mm-mm, no. Okay. So no survivors found at Virginia plane crash site after U.S. fighter jets attempted to intercept its unresponsive pilot. Okay. So the way this started was Sunday there were sonic booms heard in washington dc and everyone freaked the fuck out and what happened was there was a cessna that went off course and entered restricted airspace and they scrambled f-18s to go intercept it and they they were off that's right they were i'm sorry it was going from like tennessee and then to long island and then turned around yes okay so um, they were authorized for supersonic because they had no idea what this plane was doing. And people were like, why are there sonic booms happening? Is this World War Three? Is is Putin here? Like, what what is happening? And everyone was freaking out. So it's Kimmy, Kimmy's here. <laughs> what? Um, oh, and then the plane crashed. Uh, near Staunton along the Blue Ridge Parkway parallel to the Appalachian Trail. By, holy shit, that's, uh, that's, um, what's the gap there? Rock, is that rock? Rockfish. Yeah. That's Rockfish Gap. This is, this is (laughs) parallel. This is in the woods. Right. But it is close enough where this is a hiking story now. That's great. So... (laughs) Um, what happened was, we don't know why, but you're right. The plane was leaving from the South Tennessee, I think heading to New York, Mm -hmm. uh, to Long Island. Yep. And for some reason, um, everyone on the plane lost consciousness. And when the autopilot reached New York, it, the plane don't land itself. It just 
turned around because it had other coordinates in the autopilot. And when it ran out of fuel, it crashed. Needs the black box. Malaysia flight. Always remember. Yes. So we'll get more once they retrieve that. But this was a wealthy family, um, big Trump donors. And I really feel for them because this is the second child that this family has lost. They lost a daughter scuba diving in the 90s. Now they lost their second daughter in this freak accident. So we'll blame uh, we'll blame the Clintons. It's all right. Okay. perfect. Um. So that is that story, and we just have to find out why everyone on board lost consciousness. Yeah, they they went right, they went pretty close to D.C. Yes. That's why, that's why uh, people were freaking out. Yep. Uh, There is a new tick-borne illness this summer. Babesios? Babesios? Yup. <laughs> BBC. That... That's what you get when you watch too much BBC propaganda. BBCosis. <laughs> All right. Um, the new summer tick-borne disease, Lyme disease, and a new threat, uh, babesiosis, are on the rise after a mild winter. Sorry, the name is so stupid. I know. <laughs> um, CDC, the, the organization we've all grown to love and, and trust, trust. <laughs> warns that causes of babesiosis have significantly increased in the northeastern United States. We have everything we wrong. We do. got <laughs> Can't see outside. We got smoke. We got babesiosis. <laughs> the disease is often asymptomatic or presents with mild symptoms. Fever, chills, body aches, headache. That sounds very much like the onset of Lyme's people. It doesn't It doesn't mean that you're not contagious, so stay inside and six feet apart from everybody. <laughs> to prevent the... To wear your mask spread. to prevent BBCosis. <laughs> However, some patients may experience more severe symptoms. It can be life-threatening. Uh, patients who are immunocompromised are at greater risk. Blah, blah, blah. The good news, it can be treated with medication um, as commonly available as erythmocycin and um, I don't know how to pronounce this one, but common antibiotics. Oh, azithromycin. That's a Z-pack. Yes. Yep. And uh, we will say it. We've said it. We will say it again ad nauseum until we're blue in the face and Cranky looks really blue on the screen right now so he is blue in the face sawyer permethrin yes always 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 spray it once you're good for six washes or six months if you don't wash your clothes that's gross (laughs) so um yep and then you can't use that shit on your skin but spray it on your clothes and then for your skin use your off or whatever other brand you're using deet is your friend i know that there's other chemicals now there's other more environmentally friendly but um do whatever and then check your fucking self for ticks when you get back yeah permethrin has helped us tons yep so um do you have any other thoughts or trail news um no, not really. 
Okay. So you are very busy this month. Again. So I'm tired of being busy. Well, hopefully that will change in July and then we'll figure out something. Hopefully it'll be less smoky in July. Yes. Um, I am going to do something over Juneteenth, provided that I still have it off um, and things don't change. I was going to go to a trail in Vermont called Camel's Hump, which is apparently the second highest mountain in Vermont. Yeah, we could see I it am... from Whiteface. Yes. <clears throat> I will not be doing that um, unless this wildfire situation changes drastically. So instead, I think I'm going to go to Virginia and do a trail called the Three Ridges Loop. So this oh. is in Jefferson State Forest. <clears throat> um, parts of it are on the Appalachian Trail, but it is an 18-mile loop that incorporates, surprise, surprise, three significant ridges and three overlooks. Oh, cool. So I think that's what I am going to head to. Cool. So I'll be able to scout out and tell you all about Jefferson Forest for when we eventually get there. Sounds good. Uh, now I see where you said you screwed up the links. It's <laughs> like that's a yes. that's a Will Hild whatever is a Twitter link anyway. Um, yes. Actually, I do have a a tiny trail thing. Um, sure. This Friday, I'm actually heading upstate. And I will be mere minutes to the southern border of the Adirondack Park. So I will be able to perhaps take a ride and check out what that landscape's like. Because you and I have never been that to that no, area. No, we've never been to the southern part. We've yeah. only been to the um, peaks. Yeah, and so like looking at all the trails down there, it's like super flat, little hills. It's adorable. All right. Awesome. So, yeah, we will report back, hopefully, the end of the month on what we both find on our separate journeys. Yep. And then, um, <clears throat> no details yet, but we are tentatively planning more high peaks in July. Yes, indeed. It's going to be amazing. So, um, I think that is it. If you are not supportive of these companies trying to change your behavior... You still, as of right now, have control over where you spend your money, and um, mm -hmm. those choices matter. Absolutely. So, I think that's it, friends. I, I think that's a good message to end on. Well done. All right. All right, friends. You want to do our plugs? The plugs, indeed. Um, I will put some of these links in the show notes. I always promise, never do it. I'm going to put these <laughs> links in the show notes. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We are most active there. Rocks underscore end underscore roots underscore pod. We are on TikTok. Rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. And that's all I'm going to plug today. And uh, we will hopefully talk to you all soon. And that's a chat. Bye.